0: Welcome into episode 45 of We Went Blues, Jeremy Rutherford and Barrett Jackman of The Athletic St. Louis. And this week, our special guest, number 75, no longer wearing that blues uniform out there in Vegas doing his thing. And we'll get to Ryan Reeves in just a second. But, Jacks, the report today, it looks like the uh, NHL sent the players a memo, and uh, they could be moving into phase two uh, by mid-May, late May. And uh, that would allow the players to return to practice we'll get uh, ryan's thoughts here in a minute but uh things are looking up
1: yeah that's the first step just kind of getting the guys uh, uh notice that they should uh, start making their way back to uh, uh to their you know their their hometown and their their teams and 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 getting ready for a, a possible three-week training camp so uh you know a little bit of news a little bit of uh, light at the end of the tunnel but we still got a, a ways to go to make sure every state and uh uh, everybody's safe to, you know, to move about and, uh, and, uh, you know, just kind of keep this, uh, COVID-19, uh, suppression down.
0: Obviously, uh, Jax, your thoughts, my thoughts and Ryan's thoughts were all with, uh, you know the 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 world and, and how we can uh, come back from this pandemic. Uh, but I'm sure that's music to your ears, Ryan Reeves, hearing that uh, you could be headed back to the practice facility soon. That would be absolute music to my ears. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm getting a little stir crazy right now. Um, I think everybody's
2: everybody's definitely missing the game, and I think especially our team right now. We want to uh, we think we got a shot, so we want to get back to work here.
1: So Riva, what do you think about uh, you know your second training camp in uh, what six months now, and 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 possibly uh, in three months from now going into uh, into your third? Uh, how you uh, how you feeling right now, and and how long do you think it's going to take for you to to get back into uh, game shape?
2: Oh man, I mean, I, I've been working out as much you know as hard as I can in my garage and. Um i'm sure the training camp is going to be a grind you know I, I, luckily i don't think i think everybody was kind of staying in decent shape you, you kind of have to if you're getting back at it but um it's going to take it's going to take a couple weeks though
0: revo i expected you to tell us that uh, you were out of shape maybe you picked up like a half a pound over this uh, no, quarantine Oh no, huh? no. <laughs> come on
2: now yeah right. All muscle, maybe. That's
0: about it. Yeah, right. It's it's that's awesome. No, has it been tough for you though? I mean, obviously, you're just uh, making do with what you have there in the garage.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, but that's everybody right now. It's not just me. You know, there's you got some dumbbells, you got a bench, uh, maybe a mat or two. I'm not that rich. I can't I can't buy a full garage or the full
1: uh, full gym in the garage. <laughs> Come on, you know you're overpaid. No, well, that's true. Like, like <laughs> I like my mic. <laughs> Well, You've been using. Hey, we're the... go, we're go
2: right. You're just going to go right there. Yeah.
1: Hey? <laughs> well, I know that it's coming back here pretty quick, so I got to get the the first jab in. But you got uh, you got the kids. You've been using them. Uh, I'm sure daily. They're they're all over you. Guys running after each other. Is, uh, uh Ken and uh, Camila been uh, part of your your workout routine?
2: Uh, in the pool every single day. Yeah, uh, it's like you can't just get a lap in by yourself. He's grabbing on to you. He's holding your head while you're swimming. It's it's basically a workout right
1: there. It's kind of like Navy Seal uh, swim week, huh? Identical
2: to Navy <laughs> Seal swim week. <laughs> Man, you should see me in the pool right now. Though I'm nice in the pool now. You you wouldn't think that I'd be a, a water guy. Well, which I'm not really a water guy. I'm a pool guy. I don't like the ocean or none of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you got those big uh, big flippers and big hands so you, you must see, be able to yeah, push oh, some that's water
2: a, that's what i mean that's that's uh it's a natural skill black hole phelps that's what they call me
1: <laughs> well jack's no uh no
0: gym there at the reeves household but he does have a pool so he's got that going for him yeah vegas is
1: uh it's a good spot to be
2: jess do you not have a gym in your pool in your uh your house
1: uh do i need one anymore no um
2: (laughs) last time i was in last time i was in st louis it looked like you needed one.
1: that was the first thing you said was uh how many many pounds did you put on so oh man
2: over the otters right
1: yeah Yeah. over otters yeah don't worry uh i went on a kick i think i went on a juice cleanse for about five days and uh uh and, and hit the gym uh twice a day right after you left but uh, you know kind of fell off the wagon here not be able to go to the gyms but got the bike and uh, take the dog for about a three mile walk every day so I'm trying to uh, do you proud and uh, you know get back into the uh, to the large t-shirts instead of the uh, the xLs. <laughs> what did you order online? <laughs> I did order from uh, 75 Brewing Company ordered uh, uh, I did pre- a couple XLs but uh, they they weren't signed I was a little disappointed uh, uh, you know when uh, when they came in the mail the other day.
2: You think I should sign them all? Don't say that because I'm going to have to start signing all the shirts <laughs> uh,
0: Well, you would be looking forward to uh, the season resuming, but uh, we're interested in the players' thoughts and uh, why we have you here. Uh, what do you guys think about resuming the season? You think they should play regular season games, skip straight to the playoffs? You know, what about this? Uh, these reports about going to a hub city where you might be at for a few weeks? Uh, just what are you guys thinking?
2: I mean – I don't think you can just jump right into the playoffs. That's, uh, yeah, you can't just jump jump to the playoffs like that. You need a couple exhibition. exhibitions. I think, you know, what's been suggested isn't a, isn't a bad suggestion. Um, but you got to still make sure that everything's safe. You know, things like the guy that opens the penalty box, you know, is he getting tested for everything, that kind of stuff. So, a lot of factors still, but still a little excitement that they're talking.
1: Yeah, reading some of the uh, the reports talking about what eight teams in, in one city and and you know trying to put guys up into hotels and the in the cleaning of the. Uh Uh, the locker rooms and the the buildings and and how many people are going to be allowed. So uh, it's definitely going to be uh, some hurdles and and, uh, whatnot. But, you know, what would it be like for, you know, obviously it's a a tough commitment for a lot of guys, but to be away from your family uh, if it were to come to that for, you know, possibly two, three months. Is that, uh, you know, something that you and and Atlanta have uh, have discussed or is it kind of just wait and see and and figure that out as it comes?
2: Yeah. It, like, popped up in a in a small discussion a couple of days ago. Um, but it wasn't, like, really an in-depth conversation. She said she might go back to Winnipeg because she's Canadian. She can get back in. I don't know. I don't know if the borders are still closed at that time. But it's, uh yeah, it just depends on how long we're gone. I mean, if we're actually gone for couple of months. I'm sure she's going to have to go somewhere, where there's a little more help with the kids.
0: And, and Revo, uh, the talk here in St. Louis is about can the Blues knock the rust off? Obviously, everybody's going to be in the same boat in terms of not being on the ice for such a long time, but in you know, the Blues right there on top of the Central Division, you guys are right on top of the Pacific with uh, 86 points. You got a three-point lead on Edmonton. You know, this isn't your typical, you know, uh, ramp it up as you head into training camp. This is a time where you've been off for a long time how, how long do you think it would take to get ready
2: oh who knows I mean nobody's really ever done this before so I mean
1: you never really know how
2: long you really need but you need a couple weeks for sure I mean you, you got to have a couple weeks of training camp for sure you can't just jump into it like that
1: so Revo, uh, you know, you guys kind of had uh, an up and down season so far. Uh, you fired the coach uh, uh, and brought in a new one. Um, you know, how's the the relationship? I know you and Derek uh, Gallant have, you know, had a had a real good relationship ever since you uh, you got to, to Vegas. But uh, uh, what's it like with the new coach? And, and uh, you know, how's that been for the team and 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 for yourself personally?
2: It's been good, honestly. He, uh, you know, you. He... I think he fit in seamlessly um, for me perfect personally. you know I, I, we're getting along. He starting me every game. I think he he likes my energy. so um, yeah, it's been it's been good. I, you know I think the little changes that he brought in uh, at the time kind of took a pretty immediate effect on you know especially our d zone. so um, yeah, it's been it's been good.
0: And, Revo, last time I was out there in Vegas, Blue's uh, Golden Knights game, of of course, uh, out on the power play. After all those stories I wrote about trying to get you on the power play here in St. Louis, I'm just kidding there. Uh, Looks like you're getting some man advantage time.
2: Yeah. Why are you just kidding? That's cold (laughs) blood. You should write a couple of those once in a while. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I played a little bit last year too uh, when there were some injuries, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think sometimes you just want a big body in front. I'm not they're put, not putting me in the half hole, I'll
1: tell you that much <laughs> you know I think it was that game too you got uh you got into it a little bit with uh, uh a couple of the guys petro and and Peron and uh what was that like for you and uh how much fun was that to uh, to be able to chirp uh, those two guys and uh you know what's the relationship with the with you and them uh you know after the fact and uh, and, and just being on separate teams
2: Oh, I mean, it's fun. I, I like like uh, you know I like playing against those guys. It's you know you don't have any friends on ice, so getting under getting under your boy's skin is is pretty fun. But um, yeah, a good relationship.
1: What do you mean? Can you can you give us any of the chirps that you used against uh, against Ferran no, or what? No,
2: no, <laughs> no, 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 you no. Know, let keep that on ice.
1: <laughs> you tell me, you had no friends or something? What what was going on there? Oh, I don't know why I'd say that. Uh, Rebo, it looked like, uh, you know, Alex was pretty
0: upset. You know, he said a few things, and then David Perron seemed a little more serious, you know, in his post-game comments about, you know, what was going on on the ice. Is that just your typical, like you said, hey, what happens on the ice type stuff, or is this something that kind of lingered after that?
2: I mean, I wasn't even really thinking about it. I didn't know it was a big deal. It just there's a little bit of a scrum. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like they, they expect me to not do that yeah i, I didn't I, uh, I don't
1: know Peron local tough guy it's all right
2: the absolute killer i right know <laughs>
1: <laughs> so taking it off the ice there uh Rivo, i know you've uh you've started uh, uh getting into the uh to the brewing business with the 75 brewing company and uh what uh, what made you get into beer i know you you, you you've knock back a few with no, me but, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know how did it you know kind of come to be and uh who approached you you, you uh, go after this yourself uh
2: well, no I, I was uh i wanted to make some beer in my basement and uh i got hooked up with a guy in st louis um who had a brewery ice brewery actually and he uh he said i could come down to his basement and uh we grew a batch and he ended up selling it, long story short. He ended up selling it as brewery. I don't know if he still does or not, but uh, <clears throat> when I got to Vegas, I saw that there wasn't like, a, how do you say it? The, the city was behind in the craft beer scene, you know what I mean? And, you know, I like beer. I like the craft beer scene, a little bit of a business opportunity because, you know, if you look at Vegas right now, there's 20, 20 whatever breweries. If you go to Portland, Denver, there's that many in an area. So I thought it was a little business opportunity. I had a buddy who used to work in the beer business, and uh, he kind of runs the business side. I run the the, tasting? Run the appearance side. Basically. <laughs> well, yeah, more, more the tasting, getting the concoctions right.
1: So uh, how uh, how many beers do you think you've downed in, uh, in quarantine so far? Oh, man. I mean... <laughs> You don't have to answer like, that. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's nothing. <laughs>
2: nothing crazy. It's nothing crazy. The sun's hot <laughs> here. You know,
1: I'll tell you that. Much. Yeah. So 7.5 Brewing Company. You've uh, you know you've always been involved in uh, in the community wherever you played, but uh, can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the involvement with 7.5 Brewing and and the community and uh, you know different places that you uh, put in donations and and you know what the uh, the setup is for that?
2: Yeah. So uh, for the last the last three weeks we've been um, donating all the profits from our uh, merchandise sales. So hats, t-shirts, hoodies, um, all the profits get donated to a separate charity every week for the next or for four weeks. And, uh, and then some five will match that, uh, those profits and donate directly to that. Uh, It's like a charity or group that whatever week it is. So um, yeah, it's been good. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people getting the the T-shirts and the hoodies and all that, and, and donating and helping out the community. So that's uh, that's what we wanted.
1: So you also were able to uh, be part of uh, a little show called Bar Rescue, um, with yeah. uh, his special appearance Nate Schmidt. Uh, how much fun was yeah, that for you guys to do? And uh, uh, you know how uh, uh, how was that? And and you know how involved were you uh, w- with picking a, a place or, or giving your critiques?
2: No, no, they they told me where to go and I went. Man, it was it was fun and it was like it, it was. uh I was sitting there when when John came in, and he like his energy. You know me, like I'm an, I got an energy kind of guy too. But man, he came in and he like trumbled me for a second. I was like, oh shit, this is getting real. <laughs> I, like, I, they didn't show that part on the, on TV, but like. I froze for a good twenty seconds. <laughs>
1: well, was he was he giving you shit about your your, your suggestions or, or what was going on there?
2: No, no, no. He wasn't snapping on me. He was snapping on uh, the owner of the place.
1: <laughs> for you to get rattled, that uh, it must have been uh, pretty real. It,
2: mad. It was just like he he came in and he just like crumbled this guy. He he, he like broke him though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, uh, Nate Schmidt, you've had some run ins with him, uh, you know, and, and some fun in, in different interviews and things like that. What type of a guy, and is he, uh, kind of, uh, uh as big of a, uh, uh, you know, kind of aloof as, as he looks, or, uh, is that a pretty good friendship for, uh, for you in, in Vegas?
2: Yeah, he's, he's good shit. He's like, he's a goofy guy. You know, he's loud, he's energetic, he's, uh, He's everything you think he is, but he's 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 funny shit.
0: I was gonna ask you, Rebo, what we were talking about—some uh, pranks that you did—and obviously you were known for that here uh, in St. Louis. You carried it on to to Pittsburgh, but you did one here in uh, Vegas where you got Nate Schmidt pretty good, dressing up like that Golden Knight uh, mask. <laughs> I thought he, I thought he pissed himself when I saw the <laughs> video because you can't really see much through that
2: uh, the uh, the mesh and the mask and whatever. But uh, I man, when I saw the video. Holy!
0: Yeah, he. Uh, you got a number of your holy teammates there as they walked in from the parking lot and walked past you in what looked like the lounge area. But <laughs> that video of, of Schmidt, I your teammates had to get a kick out of that video. Oh
2: yeah, him and Marchie. It's always fun, scary Marchy. <laughs> I, got, I got I got a couple of videos of these scary Marchie. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Full paddock.
0: Yeah. We had a couple uh, of uh, pranks that we were talking about. Jax and I, the other one is where you got uh, Phil Kessel. Obviously you're in Pittsburgh at the time and before we let you uh, take it take us through it, we have uh, audio uh, from that prank where you are in a closet in Phil Kessel's hotel room as he's checking into the room. He has no idea uh, that you're in there. Let's hear that sound. <laughs>
3: You got me
0: you know that? I a
2: You got him pretty good. You could barely hear my laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. It was a cackle. Yeah. What would you do? Oh, give God. us the
0: setup and then how it went.
2: I mean, it was just like the classic. I broke broke into his room before, uh, like right when we got to Minneapolis. I like uh, got up there quicker than him, and uh, yeah, he told me like a couple of weeks before that like, he hates getting scared. And he's like, I I hate all that shit. I hate scary movies, all that shit. And so I was like, well you're the first person I'm gonna get that.
1: So uh, I know you've uh, you've pranked uh, your wife Alana a few times. Uh, I think she uh, she told me the one time where you saran wrapped the uh, the door of the bathroom, and she's... oh, that's my favorite one too. <laughs> Tell us. <'Cause>, about it. <laughs>
2: Well, you just put like the clear saran wrap of of, like head height across the door jam. And when they go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, their eyes are closed, the lights are off. So they walk into it and they think they're like getting attacked by a massive like spider web. And she started swatting in the air, man. It was so funny. (laughs) I antiqued her her one time, but that that turned into, the the rule is if you prank somebody and uh, if you prank somebody and there's a mess made, the person who pranked him had to clean it up. Now, when I antiqued Alana, there was like flour caked onto everything. <laughs> I just had to, to scrub her Louie with a toothbrush. It was ridiculous.
1: Well, it looks like I saw a video on her uh, Instagram the other day that uh, she kind of had a rude awakening for you uh, in one of your naps. Uh, how pissed were you yeah, that she.
2: Uh, yeah, you know. I was pissed but like you can't get pissed because I I do shit like that to her all the time. So you just game respect game respects
1: game. Yeah, for, for people that haven't seen it, uh uh revo was laying on the couch and a pulled out the old uh squirt gun and uh, hit him in the face a few times <laughs> to wake him up but his
0: uh
1: yeah your uh your expression was uh was uh was pretty good
0: Jack you remember him pulling any of that stuff in st louis
1: oh yeah yeah he was always uh up to <laughs> something Jack.
0: Jack's helped
2: me saran wrap uh, Coley's car, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that one, yeah. Yeah.
2: But, <laughs> you helped accomplice, you know, were a the huh? industrial
1: uh, yeah, you know. Oh
2: yeah, he he walked by like, while I was doing it, so Jack's <laughs> got the
1: assist. <laughs> yeah, he was he was sweating, he was uh, you know, he was trying to get it done quick, so you know, I had to help him out. You gotta help you help your teammates when you see uh, see it. a need, right?
2: People helping people. that's right.
1: Yeah, I remember Revo
0: was always uh, interrupting in a good way. Uh, interviews. We'd be around, uh, let's say Shattenkirk, and, and you know, seven of us or whatever. And here comes a big, you know, broom or something, and that's Revo's microphone. But you know, uh, Jacks, everybody got a kick out. No. of No, who
2: was? Uh, was it Ratty when I had the sharpie? <laughs> was that was?
0: I'm trying to remember. Was that myself. not Ratty, right? Yeah. Yeah that, that, yeah yeah that was good. How about the time when you came in the interview room dressed up as uh hitch you know, yeah that was that went over well <laughs> yeah, yeah that
2: was, it was funny though I thought it was funny I thought like, it was funny yeah right hitch hitch thought it was funny
1: <laughs> <laughs> hitch hitch liked anything that had to do with him so that was yeah. that was
2: the, that's the thing with hitch like hitch loved all that stuff. <laughs>
1: So you've been roped into a few things in Vegas for uh, some social media and just kind of, uh, you know, I don't know if it's sponsorship or uh, just uh, you know public relations. You ended up uh, having or being part of a uh, contest to see who was going to get married by Ryan Reeves. Uh, yeah. Did you yeah. actually have to get ordained to to make that legal, or is everything legal in Vegas?
2: Uh I didn't get ordained, so I'm assuming everything was legal, but uh it was just it ended up just being a renewal. But originally it was gonna be somebody getting married, so and they didn't tell me I had to do anything. <laughs> I don't know though. But this was just a renewal. It was a lot I man, I was nervous to be honest with you. Like I'm not I can do stuff like this and tell stories and do an interview very easily, but if you give me a speech and I gotta memorize that and if I miss one thing i'm done like i can't i get all flustered so like so i was nervous for it when i walked in and then i poked my head and there was only like 30 people in there and the guy was wearing like a knight's collared t-shirt so i was like oh okay a little (laughs) more relaxed than i thought and so then it was that it was okay
1: yeah you made a few comments about uh uh your no 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 No, no. we can't go into that one (laughs) all right
0: but oh, it seems man. like you've really you know in addition to making a, a really nice career for yourself just I like the way you enjoy your time off the ice and you know with uh, the communities and just doing these different things having fun just what's the drive behind that to just uh, enjoy life the way you do
2: oh I mean this doesn't last for very long you know I think honestly, I I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this Jax when you, the last game you played with St. Louis in Nashville, right? That was the last game you played. Uh
1: actually in, in Minnesota when we played in the uh, playoffs.
2: Sorry, Mi- sorry, Minnesota. That's right. That's right, man.
1: When I saw you
2: and like how because you kind of thought that was your last game there, is that why you're kind of rattled?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I sat there yeah, uh, yeah. with my equipment on for as long as possible, but... Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, like, that That kind of crushed me, and, like, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, it goes quick, like, fuck.
1: So I try and,
2: enjoy, try and enjoy every moment, and, you know, especially, like, stuff with kids. I love doing stuff with kids. I remember when I was young, there was, uh, you know, I go to those signings, and just those guys talking to me for a minute was just made my day. It was unreal. Like, oh, man, these NHL players are talking to me, so... Uh you know, I remember that that kind of stuff and I love doing stuff with kids.
1: Yeah, that's always the uh, the best part of it. Uh you know, the the game is, is the game, but uh being able to connect with the fans and, and just see the uh, the looks of uh uh different kids' faces and, and you've always been great with uh with my son Caden and uh you know, even uh we went to to, uh to vegas when you guys were playing in that uh you know the inaugural season and and playing in uh i think it was the third round you guys were playing but uh just the uh the time that you took out with caden you took us out for dinner we might have had a drink not caden but uh you and i but uh you know hanging out with (laughs) (laughs) hanging out with alana and uh you know having dinner with with caden was uh was pretty special for caden and he still uh Still got a 7'5 uh, t-shirt and uh, jersey, and, uh, you know, he was actually wearing 75 for uh, for two years. So, uh, you know, you've definitely. Yeah,
0: some... you, know, you know it's nothing but love with your family, though.
2: No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I would always, yeah. I would
0: And, Jax, you know what I always loved about the 75 is that he always kept it real. A lot of times you get the robotic answers from a lot of guys, and obviously not with him. I'll never forget calling you, Ryan, uh, when the Blues traded you. Uh, to Pittsburgh, and, and jackson got him on the phone, and he said, uh, "I saw the report on Twitter, and I saw somebody. I think it was Pierre LeBrun said it might be a for a first round pick." And Revo, you take it from there. You said, uh, "Well, I knew that was BS." Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Well, somebody because before that, my
2: uh, my boy uh, Chris Stewart, he texted me. He's like, "Yo, did you just get traded?" I just saw it on Twitter. I typed it in. The first thing I saw was. Reeves first Crosby and it was just like some random tweet, but it was like, I was like, okay That's obviously just bullshit. And then I saw Reeves for first round. I was like, okay, that's yeah, obviously it's a joke And then uh, yeah, and then it wasn't actually that but so
1: When you actually got the uh, the call from uh, Doug Armstrong, what were your uh, your thoughts leaving? Uh, you know the one place that you knew and, and going on to Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean it was tough uh, the next morning was the toughest, I think. I don't think it really hit me until the next morning. I mean, I, I was there for seven years, you know, that's all I really knew. So, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in a city and you, you like that city for that long, you know, you don't want to, you don't really ever want to leave, but that's just part of the game.
0: And then you're in Pittsburgh. Everybody said that, you know, they needed an enforcer and I know they had gone through that, gone down that road a couple times in Pittsburgh and, and it didn't work out just, what was your time like there, and and why don't you think it uh, lasted longer than it did? It was
2: it was short. That's what it was. There was nothing really else with that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They said they they needed somebody like me for playoffs, and then they traded me before playoffs. Hmm. That's just how it went.
1: So Revo, growing up in uh, in Winnipeg, and uh, your your family is very athletic. I know a lot of people know that you're. Uh, your dad played football, the CFL, and the NFL, and uh, but uh, you also have a brother that, you know, he played some basketball and then, uh, you know, he tried out, uh, you know, football. Was your brother actually playing football growing up, or did you just decide that uh, he's going to switch when he was, what, 22, 23 and, and try out for uh, the CFL?
2: No, we both played until we were probably, I played until I was 15, maybe. He played till he was 13 or 14 when he was playing basketball. He couldn't find work over uh, overseas. He came back, and our neighbor said, "Why don't you try and play football again?" Because he's just a natural athlete. Like you look at him, he's like, "Oh man, that guy's an athlete." And uh, he, uh, yeah, he tried out for the bomb. He got cut last last round as a wide receiver. Talked to the Rough Riders coach. He said, "Put on some weight and come play uh, defensive end for me." And special teams. He put on some weight and made the team. He's been he's been there for I think it's four years now.
0: Revo, your family you guys have had a relationship with uh Scott Oak. You guys have some legendary interviews. I know you've pulled some stunts uh, with him. The uh living legend hockey night in Canada and NHL sports net uh rinkside host uh give us give us some dirt on scott what would you say about him uh, when he listens to the podcast i would never
2: i would never never give you dirt on scotty <laughs> I, I would never do that well,
0: how about that scott that's that's not a, that's not a balance Revo, scott's actually
3: uh, with us here i uh <laughs> well i'm gonna give i gonna give ryan uh, the uh the opportunity on this program to thank me for making him uh, the star he is. Don't in the say energy. that, Go Scotty,
2: ahead. Don't say that. <laughs> Why would you say
3: that? Oh man, how you doing? No, All right, I'm uh, I just got out of the car wash here at the Lindenwood Husky. You know where that is. You're supposed to be quarantining. <laughs> I had to run an errand, so I thought. And you're right, uh, but I had to run an errand, and I thought I'd stop uh, and uh, and get my uh, my car washed. You know, I take pride of ownership in my vehicle. Right uh, you, you. you always have. You always have. <laughs> very true. What are you driving these days? Black truck still. Uh, no, it's a big SUV. But anyway, listen, I don't think the uh, the listeners have any interest in that, but they would be interested to know the uh, relationship of uh, the Reeves family and, and our family. Ryan uh, grew up and Jordan grew up uh, kitty corner to us in our uh, neighborhood in uh, it's called Lindenwoods in Winnipeg. And uh, Ryan was uh, best friends with our uh, our late son, Bruce and Darcy. And uh, it was a big presence in our family. Uh, I'd come home a lot and see these size fifteen shoes in the front hallway and wonder who is in this house. And that was Ryan when he was uh, probably thirteen or fourteen. So <laughs> always around. And uh, yeah, we uh, we 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 take great uh, pleasure in his uh, success in the NHL. I'll, I'll say another thing. When I was yeah. when
2: I was like in the, in junior, coming into the minors. I always said my dream in hockey is to get interviewed by Scott Oak. That was oh. my, my number one dream in hockey. That went, oh, yeah. That was one thing I always wanted to do because it was like you, you
3: interviewed all these guys that I used to look up to. I was like, oh, shit, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, well, and I remember the first interview we did, you were in St. Louis, and uh, I said to you before the game because that was the first game that I had covered uh, live with you playing in it, and I said, uh, I'm going to interview you uh, tonight, uh, so do something. And I think you got one, one, one of your six points that season the first period. Oh,
2: Scott! <laughs> do, re- do you
3: remember what? Do you remember what the point was though?
1: It was uh, probably a game winner. Right his, Ivo? No, 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 Jack. was
2: no, no. <laughs> it was an assist that somebody rimmed the puck, and it, it was something like, don't quote me on this exactly, but somebody like somebody rimmed the puck, and it went off my stick. And just like bounce in front, in front of somebody and bury. That was my assist, or it was like a, some chisley second
3: assist.
1: You can't be giving away oh, our secrets. I remember <laughs> saying, "Yeah, believe <laughs> me,
3: that's not my secrets. That's that's been out for ten years." And I said, uh, when we started the interview, I said, "Congratulations, that play finally worked." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. So Scott, have you have uh, you had any uh, <laughs> have you had any uh, interviews that have uh, been as colorful and uh, exciting as uh, you know the few different times that you've had uh, had Ryan uh, on the mic?
3: Uh, not really. And the reason for that is it's like talking to one of my own kids and, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you really have to abandon all journalistic principles right?
1: across
3: <laughs> every line in the business as, uh, as we have in those interviews, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, the big one that people, uh, really gravitated to was, um, in the uh, conference final vegas and winnipeg a couple of years ago and because uh, you're, you i made your hair look so good at that right so I- no that was uh that was after that became a stupid joke after that yeah that that and um <laughs> you know how to make me look good on that. account, yeah. sure. But anyway, he skated over, we were uh, doing the, the warm up interview and he skated over and he,
1: and he, he
3: didn't know we were on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I asked him a question and he, he said something really, you know, it was natural and it was funny. And then he looks at me and goes, are, are we doing this now? Are we on? I said, yes, yeah, too late now we are. <laughs> and so, uh, the interview ran, and it was just so real and so genuine. I guess that was the start of uh, of the uh, what you might call buffoonery. But they're, I'm as entertained by those interviews as the viewers are, too. So,
0: <laughs> Scott, how about this guy? He goes on to this uh, career. He's a big deal in Vegas now and the toughest guy in the league. Did you ever see this? Um, well, I always knew Ryan was
3: tough. There's no question about that. And he was, like a lot of junior hockey players, you know, he was um, – one of the best players on his team, but then you got to figure out how you're gonna make it in the NHL. The thing about Ryan is that um yeah, he's he's made it by being tough, but he can also play, and those kind of uh, players are invaluable. I I was struck by Aww, might have been sorry. the last goal. <laughs> well, might have been might have been the last goal you scored this season, but um wasn't off the face off you took the puck and went in and scored. And I'm looking at that thinking to myself, like why don't you score more? yeah i know but
2: (laughs) listen i I can't just do that all the time my my body just doesn't work like that i go to i go to bang My, my brain goes to bang first that's always
3: well you have made the most of it, so congratulations. <laughs> uh,
2: thanks, it. I
1: appreciate that, Riva. I was talking to uh, Sean Farrell earlier today, and uh, just talking about the commitment that you've put in uh, to improve skating and and stick handling and all that. And he was uh, he was mentioning that uh, one of the things that he probably had the biggest. Uh, you know the issues with you is just trying to get you not to play music during your uh, your skates in the summer with them. So. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, because that's bullshit. Like I don't understand every other every other sport you're in music during workouts and stuff, and you can't do it in hockey. Like, got no. it? You got to listen to a little music it keeps you in it. Do you work out? Do you work out with no music?
1: No, not <laughs> I don't much. work out.
2: No, it's, like it's impossible. It, it, well, yeah, that, that was, yeah, that was question for you. <laughs> No, but like honestly, have you ever you ever worked out with no music? I mean, it's it's just it's no fun.
1: Uh, yeah, you got to get out of your own head to uh, to have a proper uh, workout. But Scott, do you have any uh, any good stories about uh, you know breaking up fights between your boys and, and Revo growing up? Or uh, you know no, just...
2: those were those were never those were never fights.
1: <laughs> those are one sided beatings.
2: Well, you know what? With Bruce, Bruce was tough though. Bruce Bruce used to pick on me a little bit for for yeah, like a couple of years when he was a little bigger than me. And I just remember
3: there's like one summer I came back and he was like, do it. I was like, no, we don't do that anymore. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, scraps uh, between uh, Ryan and Bruce and Darcy, uh, certainly none with uh, Darcy. Bruce was a year older than uh, Ryan though. So uh, I'm sure there, uh, there, I know there were occasions in which you know there'd be some horseplay uh challenges of ryan but um and bruce was uh, actually uh pretty good with the dukes because he was a candidate yeah yeah, Boxer.
2: that's what i mean yeah. he, he used to pick on me
0: well thanks scott uh not too many people can catch uh ryan reeves off guard and i think we did uh, ropey in here so thanks for joining us uh, on we went blues today and terrific work uh barrett jackman and i uh, obviously admire everything you do and can't wait to see you back on the television soon So this
3: really, my first appearance on We Went Blues podcast is going to go down as one of the highlights of my career, largely because, (laughs) uh, largely because, uh, Ryan, uh, uh, has been able to thank me for my my great career and and how I've helped advance his. <laughs> yeah, you have, Scotty. You have no idea how much
1: you have. <laughs> yeah, we we don't have any towels for you for uh, this interview, but we oh, yeah. uh, we appreciate you taking the time.
3: Hey, I've interviewed Ryan enough on Hockey Night in Canada. He's got enough towels to sew them together for a bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, we'll see more you more again, Scott. We'll see you soon, Ryan. All right, see you, Scotty.
0: Okay. Wrapping up episode number 45 of We Went Blues with the former Blue, Ryan Reeves. And Ryan, before we get out of here, just one other topic. 419 games in a St. Louis Blues uniform. That's regular season. Uh, More playoffs. Everybody remembers the the blow and the kiss uh, to Dallas in one of those postseason games. But uh, I've heard you say before that uh, watching the Blues win the Stanley Cup bittersweet, you would have liked to have uh, been a part of it. You know it's a business. Uh, But just uh, watching St. Louis celebrate that Stanley Cup and knowing how much – you put into it over the years what was that like
2: yeah i mean you're you're happy for your friends uh you're happy to watch them lift the cup but at the same time you would have been happier to lift it first you know and you, you never want the team that you just got traded from to win uh but yeah it is what it is that's how it goes
1: yeah real gr loves to uh you know dig into wounds oh uh, yeah like i, I was bringing I want, it up around uh, you me know too. what
3: i mean like come on <laughs> unbelievable <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. it's always nice to see uh, some old teammates and know that you had a bit of a, a fingerprint and uh, uh, a little something to do with it, and, and you definitely did. You're, uh, you're an amazing teammate and an uh, uh, f- amazing friend, and, and you did have uh, you know a lasting impression on every one of those guys that uh, that you played with. So we okay. really appreciate you uh, you taking the time, and uh, love you to death, bud, and can't wait to see you on the love ice again.
2: Love you too, man anytime oh Reba, um, you're the best thanks a lot buddy
0: okay. all right see you guys well Jax ryan reeves was in uh, his true form
1: yeah he's uh he's the best i think we should have got him a few more uh beers maybe we could have got a few more stories out of him but uh, he's always fun uh, to talk to and uh, his antics are uh, are always entertainment for uh, for the fans and uh, and his teammates get him a few beers he needs to send us some of that seven five 75 Brewing yeah no maybe uh, he could be a sponsor here uh, going forward we'll, we'll talk to him for Barrett
0: Jackman for Jeremy Rutherford and Ryan Reeves our guests and thank you to Scott Oak, we appreciate it. Had a blast with episode 45 of We Went Blues. We've introduced a comment section, by the way, for each podcast episode at the Athletic app. So make sure you say hello and let us know how we're doing. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. We Went Blues on Apple. If you click on the show URL, theathletic.com forward slash We Went Blues, you'll get 40% off of your subscription. Uh, Good times today, Jax. Hope you have a good week. We'll see you next week, and we'll talk to the listeners. See you soon.